complain about the mosquitoes. We got killed. But learn the lesson. The next year, take a fucking spray. The guy sprayed us. Somebody did spray us in a, in a positive way. Welcome to another episode from Takedowns to Breakdowns with ANP and today we're here to talk about Vagush Metal Fest 2022. We were there for the last day. I feel like the last day tells the story of the whole festival. Because you can see everybody at their worst. Well, yeah, at least the there's a sense there. of progression. I mean, in yeah. the first day you're happy to be there. The second you day. You only had a few drinks. By the time the third day rolls around, I mean, you could literally be crawling on the floor. So I, I get this sense that by walking in on that third day, I got a very clear picture of how things went. Plus, I took the time to ask some of the people who were there how had the festival experience had been for them. Now, before we talk about the bands, let me say this right from the get-go because I always feel like there's always these people on the internet that, oh, you know, this festival this or that they, festival they that. They can't about. be pleased. Some people no, just can't be pleased. Some people are just unhappy. Yeah. They're just unhappy. And some of those people are not even there, which th that to me boggles the or mind. Or never more. been. Or never been. Or never been. So let me just say a few things about the setup at Vogue. First of all, I love the fact that they have two stages and they alternate bands from stage to stage. So you never miss a band. You, if you don't want to miss a band, you don't. I mean, the only way you miss a band is if you actually don't want to see the band. Otherwise, you can see every single band. I love that setup. You watch one, you move to the other stage, you watch the other. You move to the other stage, you watch the other. And they're like almost side and by if side. If you want to be in the front for one band, you can stay at that stage and watch the band from afar. From, from afar, and then you're already at front stage for the next band. And, and this also gives you the opportunity if you want to go to the toilet, whatever. It's not one of those festivals that once you're stuck at the front, you're stuck at the front. And if you move, you're losing your spot. So I love that setup. I love how the food tents are right around where the stages are. So you could technically be having a, a pork sandwich and watching Krypta, which technically is what we did. Yeah. So I love the food setup. I love what it is. I love how the two stages are set up. The only thing I wasn't a big fan of is the, the porta parties. Now, I like the fact that they were far away from... from you know, where you're eating and yeah, where you're yeah. watching music because it, it, that, that could be some odor to it, right? Yeah. And you don't want that. You, you don't want Fucking that, up your game day experience. You definitely don't want that kind of atmosphere. That's all right, so you, that's not the atmosphere you're going when for. When I say I want an I want atmospheric stuff, I, that's not what I'm talking about. Exactly. So it was far enough. I like that, but it was not properly lit. So it was okay during the day, not okay oh, at yeah, night. Oh yeah, when I I had to go take piss not at okay night. Not okay at night. I had to go take a piss and I had to put my phone flashlight on in my pants so I could you know have a little bit of light. Yeah, I, I feel like that needs to be addressed because. Shit could go sideways. We're talking about three days, people drinking. Shit, shit can literally go sideways. <laughs> shit could literally go sideways. I think that needs to be addressed. And if there's something that Vagos needs to look uh, in terms of changing or improving for is future lighting years. Up, lighting up the port is lighting, I mean, it's not like you're putting me on, on the spotlight when I'm taking a shit. I'm inside the damn thing. Yeah. But that area needs to be properly lit, and it's not. They need to fix that. To me, that's the only problem that they have. Outside of that, leave everything as it is it works really well i can't speak for the camping grounds because i've never camped there it looks like people are having a good time all of that shit looks okay uh, i love the i love where it is uh, everything about it and don't complain about the mosquitoes we got killed but learn the lesson the next year take a fucking spray the guy sprayed us somebody did spray us in a, in a positive way yeah, yeah in a positive way with a with a bug repellent thing so i love everything i just feel like they need to look at that situation as far as the portables are concerned even backstage because we happen 
happened to go backstage with Cataclysm. Even backstage, there's barely any lighting whatsoever. It was hard for me to find my way out of backstage back into the into where the occurrences were occurring. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I know electricity is expensive in Portugal, but come on. Uh, if you're not going to put it backstage, at least by the portables, it should be there. If, if not for nothing, for safety reasons. Like candles. Put some candles. For there. safety reasons. And if you're not going to... And maybe even put a security guard there. You know, maybe, maybe. Maybe I'm being overzealous. But maybe, maybe. Now, the other thing I want to say is the security at, at Vagos, excellent. <laughs> excellent. The guys on the railing, excellent. If, yeah. I've never seen security crew as friendly to crowd surfers and and and, uh, and crowd and, surfing and crowd surfing themselves but I've never seen a crew like this in my life. I go to a lot of shows. There's a lot of friendly security especially here in Toronto. We yeah, have yeah. nothing to complain about. But when it gets to a festival format, sometimes it gets lost a little bit. That yeah, that yeah. homey feel that it's you lost. get at your local venue is completely lost. But These guys top Top notch. Yeah, definitely. There, I mean, even the, the guy who was in charge of security went and uh, he did some crowd surfing. Some well. crowd surfing a lot during Windrose. Now, uh, what I I do, I gotta say, there was this one guy. I don't know his name. Don't know his name. Let's go with João. Okay. V yeah, you know, <laughs> there's, Miguel, a, there's, Miguel, a, there's a high probability João will hit Juan the will, will hit the nail on the head. So but. him and this other guy, they were literally like attached at the hip the entire night, um, in the entire day. We saw him, and we can tell from uh, the scars on his face that the days before weren't very pretty on him. Um, well, he wasn't very pretty to begin with, but <laughs> pretty I feel cool. like the scars actually maybe just added a little bit more character. But anyhow. Um, and so I, I can't remember what band it was, but we noticed... After I, Cataclysm, I like, the guy looked like a mummy. But, but <laughs> after the first... I saw him at first, and then after the... the after Windrose, he was mangled. After Windrose, he had a cut on his... on his, on his forehead. Nose, and he had his cut on his forehead after And he was bleeding. And he was bleeding. And then they had to patch him up. And then I noticed him again at Cataclysm. And then after Cataclysm, we looked to the side of the stage. And who do we see getting bandaged on the head? Looking he's like, like a mummy. He looked like a mummy. He had half of his face bandaged. And he, and he was just like smiling at the other guy. I'm like, dude, are you okay? Like, he's, he's taking a lot for the team. I, I love the security at Vagos. Great job by the, by, by the organizers and the security crew. Really having the fans' best interests at heart. It's, I never saw one moment that it wasn't about the safety... Uh, of the fans, so kudos to them for that. Now, to oh, 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 also, also uh, another thing that happened with the guy who got mangled. Uh, you didn't see it, but but uh, I saw it. Uh, the guy who was with him attached to the hip. Once he went behind him and he had to put his hands in his shorts to yeah, keep just him to sturdy. Hold his back. Yeah, yeah. But then he bent him over <laughs> and was pretending to hump him. And then one of the one of the security guys saw him and started laughing. And I looked him dead in the eyes and I laughed. Uh, I laughed with him. I, I don't know why that's been stuck in my head for a couple of days because we could have lived without that visual. We could have lived without especially me because I saw the guys there. So no, I, I could have lived without the visual actually seeing it happen. All right, so, so let's know. move on now. As far as the bands are concerned, uh, I talked to a lot of people uh, at Vagos about the previous two days, and the consensus was that the band that absolutely destroyed, perhaps. I mean, keep in mind this was before Emperor played. When I talked to these guys, uh, the band that that was on everybody's mind and that everybody was talking about was Demo Borgir. They were the headliners on night number one. Testament was the headliner on night number two. Headliners was, is weird to say because there were bands even after them. There was some no, there was DJs on those. Two oh, nights. DJs. Yeah, yeah, only yeah. that last night there's two other bands that played Srabulu and DRI. So anyhow, uh, everybody 
everybody was talking about Timur Borgir. Everybody was talking about how incredible that experience had been. The last time that I had that kind of feedback at Vagus, when we were there in 2018, was when Moonspell performed. At that time, they had released their album all in Portuguese, and everybody was talking about how great that performance had been. This time around, everybody was talking about Timur Borgir. People were mentioning Testament, that they were great. Exodus was great. But everybody had... It was consensus. If there was one band that really touched everybody... It was Dimu Borgir. It was Dimu Borgir, and, and not in a, in a rapey kind of way. But if there was a band that touched everybody in a positive way, Dimu Borgir's performance apparently was off the chains, and that doesn't really surprise me. I've seen them live. I know exactly what they can deliver. Now, as far as The Last Night is concerned, everybody was there for Emperor because it was their first time performing in Portugal. Believe it or not, first time performing in Portugal. But in my humble opinion, there are three bands... Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk about four bands, and I want to get your feelings about these four bands, because I feel like all of them deserve a little bit of a nod before we talk about um, Emperor. First one, the band opening, Font. I had never heard of those guys before. I even mentioned to this guy that, ah, oh, when you go to a festival, especially Vox, the first couple of bands are from Portugal. They're always shit. Yeah. You know. I, and then we're listening to it. It's not true, but you know. But then we started listening to them, like, oh, this is good. This I, fucking this good. At the it, was like, it was like crossover, thrash, hardcore. And then we're walking by, and... He sees me, the, the lead singer sees me, and he, and, he, and he's waving at me. And, and Mention your name. And then he's like, hey, Antonio. And I'm like, looking, I'm like... And then he gives us a... He, he, he gives us a shout-out. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. But when he said my name and I looked at him, I'm like, this guy looks very familiar. And it turns out that... It's Paulo from Hajgo. Yeah. So, yeah, so, I didn't know. I didn't know he was in that band. But I appreciate him giving uh, the channel and us uh, a shout-out for yeah, the yeah. songs. He dedicated, the song, the songs and, and he dedicated the song to us. I, I gotta say, it was very heartwarming to see him... Because the last time I saw him was the the year we went twenty eighteen twenty eighteen when when, uh, when uh, so it really, it really brought me back a little bit and it actually you know I was enjoying myself but then even seeing him on stage and stuff it brought me back to that so it gave me a little bit of like you know memories of the past uh, and, and they're a phenomenal band they are new really band phenomenal band really hungry performed extremely well to open up the day now after them I want to mention these two bands. Uh, for for similar reasons. One of them is Crypta, the other one is Windrose. Now, Crypta had an incredible set. Uh, the fans went nuts. They stayed on the railing even after the band performed, chanting their name, calling them. Like, people were, went nuts over Crypta. They were supposed to play later in the day because they were filling in for My Dying Bride. Then they switched spots with Cataclysm. So Cataclysm played later in the day and they played earlier in Cataclysm spot. Great performance by them. But Windrose, if there's a band early on in the day that steals the show, is Windrose. Those, those dwarves. Those fucking dwarves. They had some technical difficulties and I heard from a reliable source that they tried to cut... Very diggy, reliable source. Very reliable source <laughs> that they tried to cut Diggy Diggy Hole off of their set because they didn't have time for it. There would have been people riots. People would have fucking riot. People would riot because everybody was crowd surfing. The security guards, you know, the camera people, like whatever. People were going fucking mental. Yeah. Mental. Like it was crazy. We were on the front row. We witnessed everything. I posted a clip on Instagram if you guys want to go check it out on our Instagram uh, page. Fucking Windrose. Phenomenal, phenomenal performance by the drunken dwarves of Windrose. Yeah. Love those dudes. I. Got, I I enjoyed them live so much. I, 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 and I'm not saying this because they hooked us up with tickets to the, to the which also thank, the festival. thank them. Thank you because uh, the damn thing was sold out. So but thank you. I gotta say I was very. I mean, Emperor was more. You were more excited for them, but for me, I was I was so excited for for Winrose and Cataclysm, and and both fun, delivered and both delivered. And, so and, and, and then Crypta came, and I was also very excited for that. But 
Oh, and I, we met the ladies from Crypto. And we did. Way. Very nice. And um, I don't know, man. That that Windrose. I feel like I'm gonna have that that uh, that show engraved in me, me for a long time because it was. So I think fun. It, I, I think as far as power metal goes. That show really sets the bar. Of Not what, only that show, but that that, that performance band. and of what everything they did. Every, everything about everything about Windrose, they're what's keeping me in love with power metal. I agree. I think that's what they're what they're doing for me. Then Cataclysm comes on later on in the night. They're right before. Um, they're right before Emperor. Yeah. Uh, phenomenal. I mean, we've seen Catacly- I've seen Cataclysm before. You saw them a little bit at Heavy Montreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've seen them before. No surprise there. Absolutely killer, 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 killer set killer show the only way it could have gotten any better was if they gave us a shout out and dedicated a song to us which they technically did. got better because they did you know uh crippled and broken and crippled and broken i mean he you know what a way to mauricio knows me yeah mauricio knows me so he dedicated that song to the two of us gave us a shout out I love those dudes after the show they took us back backstage we hang out with them uh at their at their trailer uh almost towards the end uh they took us backstage at, almost at the end of uh, Emperor. Emperor. So yeah. we got to see Emperor and then almost towards the end of, of that set so we missed a couple of songs at the end. Uh, we went backstage and, and we hang out with them until the wee hours of the morning. So we then when we got out, I mean there were still bands playing but it was really like in the wee hours of the festival. The festival was almost done by the time we walked out of their trailer uh, a little bit looped up as, yeah. as one would expect. But shout out to Maurizio for hooking us up, for taking us backstage, doing some selfies, hanging out with us, shooting the shit. Uh, fucking phenomenal, phenomenal festival. I, I honestly feel, and I'm not saying this because we're here talking about it, but I really feel like the, one of the things missing from this festival is a little bit more online presence, a little bit more uh, of, a, of a visual effect that comes with it, a little bit more of that kind of content. And if you guys are interested in that kind of content, you know, yep. hit us up. You know, we're open. We're open. I He's mean, Portuguese. Well, I'm we're, Portuguese. We're both Portuguese, but we can do this content you're, bilingually. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean? It's like, gonna be more you, but yeah, yeah. I could, be, I could be like, you know, the English one. You can do the Portuguese one. Listen, I think the festival could really use something like that. I think it would be really cool. Marketing uh, wise, it's marketing wise, would be really cool. I think you guys have uh, the festival has the the the. The video panels beside the stages. How cool would it be if those video panels are showing interviews of bands that either performed the day before or are going to perform on that day? Just I'm not talking about long interviews. I'm talking about like two-minute clips of you asking something about the band and whatever. Uh, I think it would look phenomenal. Also interviewing the crowd, asking people who were their favorite band on day one yeah. and that kind of shit. I think it's a great way to fill in some space it's not only that, in between it, bands. It, and then you don't feel like you have to rush right from one band right on to the next. You could, you, could give, you could give people five minutes to go take a piss so that people don't miss any of the bands. And not only that, it would also, it, it, it's marketing-wise, is very smart. It can get, get more people to come to the show, all that stuff. I mean, it was so because, because then you're marketing not just inside of Portugal, but you start to market you're marketing outside with, of Portugal. Oh, yeah. Because why, why restrict yourself to just the Portuguese borders? Why not, why not spread around? Make, this, this, make, this, make the festival as big as possible, not just inside, but outside. Think a little bit outside the box. Don't think just about Portugal and, and the restrictions that comes with that. Start thinking a little bit bigger. You have some, the festival, I'm speaking to the organizers, you guys have some big bands playing there, ear in and ear out. I feel like it's time to take that step Look at, at uh, some of the biggest festivals in Europe. They're doing that. Bloodstock is doing that. Uh, other festivals are doing that. You see it at Vakken. You see it at Summer Breeze. Creating content, adding that content to the experience of what it is to attend that festival, and then at the same time putting some of that content on your YouTube channel so that for those that can go there, you get a taste, you get a teaser. Next thing you know, the next year comes around, you're buying plane tickets and you're flying to Portugal. I think that's the smart move. I think so. And that is missing from to, to make this festival from what it is, which is a very regional, 
even though it's probably the biggest in Portugal, but very regional, to make it a little bit more wide open, making it a little bit bigger. I think this festival could, you know... Hit us up. Get bigger and bigger. Well, with us, at least in as far as weight is concerned, would get heavier. You didn't have to say that. <laughs> Anyhow, that's my take. I had a fun time there. Uh, I want to thank Cataclysm. I want to thank Maurizio for everything that they did for us. I want to thank Winrose for hooking us up with the tickets for that sold out day. I really wanted to see them. If if I didn't get to, if I didn't get to see them, I'd be kicking myself in the ass because let's face it, they were one of the main reasons why we wanted to go. Them and Cataclysm and obviously seeing Emperor first time and ever crypto. performing in Portugal and Crypto. That was a nice addition because I was really excited about my dying bright. But anyhow, thank all of you. Uh, thank to everybody who came and said hi to us yeah. at the show, taking pictures with us, talking to us. Uh, you know, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Without you guys in Portugal supporting us, watching without everybody supporting us and watching our videos, either be on out of line on our own channel, there is no A and P. There is nothing without you. We're nothing without you. So thank you very much, everybody. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, though. Uh, Nita Strauss. You want to talk about Nita Strauss and how she left uh, Alice Cooper and signed with Demi Lovato? She's not playing guitars for Demi Lovato? Okay, maybe we can talk and about And somebody it. threw the underwear at her face when she was playing with I feel Alice like this Cooper. is all getting better and we should probably either talk about this next time or if something happens... Then I'm always down with talking about Nita Strauss and somebody throw underwear at her. Is that the equivalent of a, of a woman throwing a, a bra at a, at a at a singer or guitar player? Yeah, yeah, yeah but a, a dude's underwear really? Do you really want to get hit in the face with a dude? Me, uh, not me. I don't. Yeah, not me. I'm sure she didn't either. All right. Anyhow, maybe that will be the next video next week. I don't know. You have to check us out every Wednesday on Autobline Music. We're here to dish out the goods. We'll see you. See ya.